so good to see all of you. That's right, that's right. Uh, glad that you're hanging out with us tonight over the summer. Pretty awesome. We do this every single Thursday night from 7 to 8.30, and it will be a blast, guaranteed the best part of your summer. Uh, but no doubt some of you have already done a lot of fun stuff. Uh, has anyone been to the beach yet this summer? Any, any beachgoers? There we go. I see some tans. I see that. I see that. Uh, how many people are going to the beach in the next like two weeks or so? Yeah. Y'all excited or y'all like, oh, we're going to the beach. It's whatever. Uh, how many people are already bored? Is anyone already bored with summer? Uh, for those of you that are bored, are you ready to go back to school right now? No. Nope. That's right. That's right. Well, the good news is you don't have to go back to school uh, yet, which is, which is awesome. We're so pumped that all of you are here today. Uh, we're in the middle of a series called Yard Sale. We started it last week, and we're continuing it this week, a series called Yard Sale. And yard sales are all about what we treasure, all about what we treasure. Uh, so uh, how many of you have ever been to a yard sale before? Right? Yeah, a few of you. Uh, this is kind of like the saying when it comes to yard sales or consignment shops or Goodwill. Uh, they say this, one man's trash is another man's treasure, right? One man's trash is another man's treasure. In other words, there's something over here that maybe you don't want, so you give it away. And then someone else is like, actually, that thing that you don't want, that's what I want. Like, that's, that's my treasure. That's the thing that I'm all about. So your trash is someone else's treasure and vice versa. And so when you go to a yard sale, you find out what the people used to treasure, right? The people that were like holding the yard sale. And you also find out what the people at the yard sale treasure because that's the stuff that they are buying up. So this series, Yard Sale, is all about what we treasure. Because the truth is, everyone in this room, we all treasure something, right? If you've been here before, then you treasure something. If you haven't been here before and this is your first time, you treasure something. No matter who you are, whether you're going into high school next year. Yeah, wow. Y'all are like pumped up tonight. So the rising ninth graders. Wow, that's sad. All right, what about rising seventh graders? Is that anyone? There we go, a little bit more excitement, right? So whether you're a rising ninth grader, rising seventh grader, all of us in this room, we all treasure something, right? There's something that we like look up to and we're like, that is awesome. That is the thing. That's the thing that I treasure. Now, I was thinking about it this week, and I think that all of us, when we treasure something, uh, it's a lot like Cold Stone Creamery. You guys been to Cold Stone? Anyone a fan of Cold Stone? I love Cold Stone. They like take ice cream and then they throw a bunch of junk in it, and then they mix it around, and they give it to you in a bucket, right? And the bucket is, and, and here's the thing about Cold Stone. Uh, Cold Stone is too good for the normal naming conventions of the sizes. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Like, they don't have small, medium, and large. What do they have? Someone said it. Okay, close. They have this. Like it, love it, and gotta have it. You guys know that, right? You go there, instead of ordering a medium, you order a love it. You order a love it. So it's either like it or love it or got to have it, uh, which in my opinion is kind of the way that we treasure stuff, right? Like it starts off and you're like, yeah, whatever. Like I kind of like, like Chacos, like no big deal, you know, just, just a little bit. And then, and then it moves to love it. Like, oh my goodness, I love this TV show. TV show is amazing. And then it goes from love it to got to have it. Like I cannot live without my phone. Don't you dare touch my phone. That's my phone. I gotta have it, right? Like it, love it, gotta have it. Uh, and so this is the way, this is the way that we treasure stuff. Now, when I was in high school, when I was in high school, I had like an addictive personality. Do you guys, do you guys know what that means? Like an addictive personality? 
Uh, for those of you that don't know, an addictive personality is when you go from like it to love it to gotta have it really quick. Like you go from like it to like, this is my life, and like your whole life is centered around this thing. So for me, for me, my, uh, one of my addictions in high school was video games. Mm. You guys like video games? Yeah, we got a few video gamers. I see you. I see you. Well, I, man, I'm telling you, like I loved, I went from like it to love it to gotta have it around video games. And my favorite video game uh, was a game called Xenogears. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It is just as nerdy as it sounds, okay? It's, it's like the worst game ever. But I loved it, man. And I centered my whole life around this game. I'm telling you, I treasured this game. Like, I would sacrifice time with family. I'd sacrifice time with friends. Didn't matter. Because I loved, I loved this game. Uh, and this is one of those games where, like, you save your progress, Along the way, you know what I'm talking about? Like you have to press save and it's like, cool, like your character's good and then you kind of go on to the next thing. Uh, so the cool thing about this little game was that every time you saved it, it actually kept track of the number of minutes that you had played this game, right? Which is like a pretty, pretty cool feature. I never really paid attention to it uh, much. But anyways, I'm playing this game and finally I beat the game. Yeah, I know, I know. That's right. You know that show, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, right? Are You Smarter Than a Computer? Yes, because I beat it. I beat the game, y'all. It was awesome. It was in, in fact, after I beat the game, I got super excited. I was like, I beat the game. Man, I'm done. Like, I finished Xenogears. So, like, so now what? Right? Like, well, I mean, that's cool that I beat it, but, like, is that it? Like, like now I'm done, and that's it. Right? Like, like, I loved this game, and I centered my life around this game, and I treasured this game, but then when I got to the end of the game, it wasn't nearly as satisfying as I thought it was going to be. Like, I thought it was going to fulfill me. I thought it would bring me all sorts of, like, peace and joy and satisfaction. I thought I was going to be so pumped when I finally got to the end, and I got to the end of the game, and it was like, that's it? Like, now the game's over. And then I looked, which I shouldn't have done, but I looked at the number of minutes that I spent on this game. And I spent 82 hours playing this game. 82 hours of my life that I will never get back was spent playing this game. And I got upset because I was like, oh my, like, I, like, that's my life. 82 hours of my life centered on this game. And now I got like nothing to show for it. And so there, like, like, like there was a moment where I'm looking at that 82 hour mark and I'm like, dude, this is, like, this is a waste right? Like, this is the thing that I treasured, and I thought it would satisfy me, and after 82 hours, I'm no better than I was before. Like, I'm, I'm just as empty. In fact, I'm more empty after having played this game, and so I made a decision, right? I said, from now on, I'm not playing video games. Like, I'm done. Like, 82 hours is too long to waste, and I'm no better for it. My life is no more full. In fact, I'm even more empty than before, so I'm done. And so I drew a line in the sand and had, like, a spiritual yard sale. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am done with my treasure. I'm done with this video game. I will never, ever, 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 ever play video games ever again. Uh, and, then, and then the iPhone. You know what I'm saying? And then I got an iPhone. And, uh, and I tell you, those angry birds don't play themselves, y'all. Like, and, and I, of course, I had to get three stars on every level. And so even though, even though I wanted to give up this treasure, I found myself back in it again. Later, I got my iPhone. I started playing Angry Birds. In fact, I love this game so much um, that I would, I, and this is kind of a confession time. Um, so don't act like you're better than me when you hear this, because I know you do it too. 
uh, I would play this video game in, in the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm doing my, doing my business, doing my deal, and, and I would sit there, and I'd be playing this video game, and I would keep playing it until my legs fell asleep. You guys know what I'm talking about? Some of you are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like every day. And so like then I'd be like, it's time to go. Okay. Now I'm like, because I just love, like I treasured, like it, love it, got to have it. I treasured this game. And then finally, after months of playing this game, I was like, dude, this is, this is a waste. Like once again, I found myself less satisfied. Like I thought this treasure was going to make me feel better. I thought this game was going to make me feel better. And so I drew a line in the sand. I said, I will never, ever, ever, ever again play video games or phone games or anything ever. But that flappy bird, you know, but that fla- it's, it, you just tap the screen. It's amazing. You know, like as much as I wanted to give up these treasures, it just seemed like my heart wouldn't let them go. It did. And, and, and maybe some of you have found this to be true too. Like maybe last week you got, you got inspired and you were like, you know what, there are things that I treasure above God. There are things that I, that I value higher than I value God. And it's time for me to have a spiritual yard sale. And so you're thinking, I'm going to get rid of this stuff. And maybe some of you were like, you know what, I'm, I'm done with Twitter. You know, it, it's, it's taken too much of my time. It doesn't satisfy. It doesn't make me feel any better. I am done with Twitter. I will never, ever, ever log in. I'm not going to update my profile. I'm not going to do, is that a direct message? Oh, they sent me a direct message. All right, I'm just going to check the direct message. But then I'm done, okay? I am done. That's a fight vine. That's a fight vine right there. So I'm just going to check out the fight vine. But then once I check out that, then I'm completely done. Right? And then you, like, you follow this pattern. Because even though everything in you wants to give up these treasures, even though everything in you knows that these treasures will never satisfy, it's never going to be enough, it's like, it's like your heart can't let go. And here's why. It's because your heart, my heart, your heart is on a treasure hunt. Your heart is on a treasure hunt. <laughs> Which means that your heart is looking for something to treasure at all times. So no matter who you are or where you come from, your heart is looking to treasure something. And it goes from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. Because your heart has to have something to treasure. And so as hard as you try to give up these treasures, your heart keeps holding on because your heart has to treasure something. There's something that your heart has to hold on to and it has to value more than anything else. And so even though you don't like it and even though you don't want it, even though these treasures never satisfy, your heart is on a treasure hunt. And that's a little, like, that's a little discouraging, right? Especially for those of you in this room that actually want to get rid of these things you treasure above God. Because maybe last week you were like, these things don't satisfy. And no matter how much I want, it's never enough. The phone is never enough. That guy is never enough. That girl is never enough. It doesn't matter. These things are never enough. And yet, your heart is on a treasure hunt. And so even though everything in you wants to get rid of these treasures, your heart won't let them go. And so the question for today is, so, so how do we get rid of these treasures? How do we get rid of the things that we treasure above God? Because you and I know, right? You and I know that as much as we treasure these things, they will never satisfy us. No phone will ever satisfy. No pair of shoes will ever satisfy. No crew, no group of friends around you will ever satisfy. And so how do we do this? How do we get rid of the things we treasure above God? And thankfully, Jesus spoke on this very thing. 
Because he knew, he knew that giving up treasures would be a really, really difficult thing for us to do. So I want us to turn together and look at what Jesus actually said about this. And it's found in Matthew chapter 6. So you can grab your Bibles. They should be like under your chair or on the chair next to you uh, or maybe in your lap. I want to look at Matthew chapter 6, which is on page 971. Page 971, 971. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. And here's the cool thing. Jesus, Jesus taught and people loved to listen to Jesus. Because Jesus actually gave real life answers to life's real questions. Like things that people were actually struggling with, Jesus actually talked about. And so here we have him talking about this very thing, about treasure and about what we treasure. In fact, there were so many people that wanted to hear what Jesus had to say about this, that he actually had to be on the side of a mountain. Like all these people were coming, and so he posted up on the side of a mountain so that people could hear him. In fact, some of you know this. This is, this is called the Sermon on the Mount, because Jesus up on this mountain delivered this teaching. And so this is what he says about the things that you treasure and the things that I treasure too. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. So do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. In other words, this is what we talked about last week, right? And Jesus is just reaffirming that. He's like, hey guys, don't treasure the things on earth. It's going to wear out. Like, your phone battery is going to go downhill, and you're going to crack the screen like a million times, and all the apps that you download on it are going to bog it down, and you won't be able to get out of these stupid group messages. I'm telling you, the things that you treasure, the things that you treasure are going to wear out, and it's not going to be as good as you thought it was. That girl that you're dating is not going to be as awesome as you thought she was. That party that you thought was going to fill you up is going to make you feel empty. So it doesn't matter. Jesus is saying, get rid. Get rid of that treasure. At which point I step in and say, okay, but how? So, so how do I actually do that? How do I get rid of this treasure? And this is what Jesus says. So here's what you do, verse 20. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. See, Jesus knew, Jesus knew that our hearts would be chasing after treasure. And so he doesn't say to us, hey, don't treasure something. That's not his advice. His advice is not don't treasure something. His advice is treasure something else. Treasure something else. In fact, treasure something in heaven. The answer is not treasuring something here on earth. The answer is treasuring something in heaven. And then he goes on, verse 21. He says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. In other words, your heart and my heart are on a treasure hunt. And I'm telling you, whatever you treasure, that's what your heart is going after. That's how you know what your heart is going after. And so Jesus says, it's not about what you need to stop treasuring. It's about what you need to start treasuring. And what you need to start treasuring is in heaven. See, see Jesus, Jesus would say this. He'd say, your treasures, your treasures cannot be removed they must be replaced. Your treasures, as hard as you may try, you can't just remove them. You can't just get rid of them. It's not about just saying no. It's not about them being removed. It's about them being replaced. Your treasure on earth must be replaced with a treasure in heaven. And the treasure in heaven that Jesus is talking about is God himself. It's God himself. Because your heart was made to treasure the one who made it. 
Your heart and my heart was made to treasure the one who made it. The God that made you put in you a desire to treasure something. And that something you're supposed to treasure is God. And so your, uh, your heart is going uh, to go after treasure, after treasure, after treasure until it finds God. It's going to go after your phone, and your phone's not going to satisfy. And then it's going to go after that girl, and that girl's not going to satisfy. Then it's going to go after that boy, and that boy's not going to satisfy. It's going to go after that game, and that game is not going to satisfy, or those shoes. Nothing will satisfy. Your heart and my heart will not be satisfied until we treasure God. It won't be satisfied until we treasure God, because your heart was made to treasure the one who made it. And I tell you guys, just... Being honest, like, this is, this is difficult for me. Like, everything in me, I want to treasure God above everything else. In fact, I've been reading um, through the book of Psalms, which is in the Old Testament. And many of these Psalms are written by a guy named David. And, and, and I'm telling you, David got it. Man, David treasured God. And you can read his Psalms, and you can tell that God was the number one thing in his life. That he didn't care about anything else. He didn't care about a kingdom. He didn't care about him being king. Didn't care about his wife. Didn't care about anything but God. God was his number one treasure. And so I want to share, this is just one of many psalms that David wrote. This is Psalm 63. This is what it looks like. This is what it looks like to treasure God above everything else. He says this, I have seen you, talking about God. Saying, God, I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power in your glory. In other words, I'm looking at you, God, and you are incredible. You're incredible. I'm beginning to treasure you. And then he says this, because your love is better than life. That's it. Your love. God, your love is better than life. What he's saying is God's love is better than the thing that you treasure. God's love is better than your phone. It's better than that relationship that you want to work out. It's better than that game you play. God's love is better than life. There's nothing else that's going to give you as much joy or as much satisfaction because God's love, right here, he said, God, your love is better than life. And because of that, my lips will glorify you. And then listen, this is, this is how you know. This is what a heart centered around God looks like. I will be fully satisfied. Fully satisfied satisfied. Not empty. Not, not empty the way other treasures leave you, but fully satisfied with God, as with the richest of foods. And this, uh, this, is, this is so cool. Uh, I was reading this, and I was like, the richest of foods? That's crazy that, like, David, this king, was, like, writing down um, this, this prayer to God, and he said, man, I'm going to be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. And I did some research, and he actually didn't say this. Uh, David did not say, I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. That's kind of the best way that we can understand it. This is what he actually said. He said, I will be fully satisfied as with the marrow, like bone marrow and fatness. Bone marrow and fatness. In other words, what David is saying is, God, I'm satisfied with you the way that I'm satisfied with like a ribeye steak. I'm talking like perfectly marbled with like a little bit of fat, just enough to add flavor, and it's cooked medium rare, you know, it's flame kissed, it's, it's like, like, like your mouth is water, it's got butter on top, and the plate itself is heated, and so the butter is like dripping off, 
And then, and then there's like ice cream on the side and chocolate syrup everywhere. And it's like the best meal you've ever had. And David said, God, I'm satisfied with you like I'm eating a delicious meal. Because there's nothing better for me than you. It's like I'm taking a bite of my favorite meal. And God, you're the only one that can do that. There's, there, there's no video game that can do that. There's no girl that can do that. There's no guy, there's no crew, there's no group of friends that can do that. Only God says, I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. And so with singing lips, my mouth will praise you. See, th- this, is, this is why we sing together. This is why we come together and we start things off by singing. This is why we say, God, your love goes on and on and on. And all the praise unto your name be lifted higher. We sing that because that is our way of treasuring God. That's our way of holding God up and saying, God, I treasure you. In fact, this right here, Psalms, were actually songs that David would sing to God. So David would sing this, and he would say, God, you are better than anything else. That's why some of you come in here on Thursdays, and you sing these songs, and you don't even know what happens. But you're like, I I love God more. Like, for whatever reason, when we're singing that song or during the part of that song, it's like I love God more. And that's because you're treasuring him. That's because you're letting go of the other things you treasure, and you're holding on to the God who can fully satisfy you. That's what you're doing when you sing. And that's why we sing together. This is also why we read scripture together. The reason that we read scripture, and you should read scripture when you get home, is because that's God's message to you. And that, that makes you treasure him more. In fact, I, I, uh, uh, some of you will get this, some of you won't, and that's cool, but uh, those of you that have ever had like a love interest, you know what I'm saying, like someone that's like crushing on you and you guys are talking and like things seem to be kind of going well, you know what I'm saying, like, like you're getting more heart emojis than normal from this person, you know what I'm saying, like things are going well, and then that day comes, and the day comes where he or she sends you that text message, or, or they send you that tweet. Or that direct message. And like, and like you get it, and, and like your face turns red, and you're like, she likes me. Oh, she likes me. Oh, my goodness. This is it. She actually likes me. And so then you like read it again, and you're like, yeah, yeah, she definitely likes me. And then you read it again, and you're like, oh, like, did you see that? She, she actually likes me. And then you start memorizing it, right? You start like memorizing her exact words because you're like, bro, she said this to me. This is, she, like she is digging the Steve right now. This is awesome, man. She actually likes me. And so you treasure that thing and that's how you treasure the other person and you read it and you reread it and you memorize it. (laughs) And isn't it crazy that we don't do that to this? Like, Like this is God's direct message to you. This is God saying, I love you. And the way that we treasure him is by reading it and rereading it and memorizing it, just like we would a text message. Because this is God's message to you, saying, I love you more than you can possibly understand. That's why we read scripture, so that we can treasure God more. This is also, man, why, why, why praying, praying honestly is so important. And, and, and when I say praying, some of you have like grown up and, and you've been praying and that's good. And maybe you've heard your parents pray like before a meal and all that's great. But, but when I say pray, I'm talking about like honest prayers, like, like what you actually are thinking. 
what you actually think about God. Like if you're upset with God, you're actually telling God that you're upset. And if you're happy with God, you're telling God that you're happy. Honest, honest prayers. This is why prayer is so important. Because when you're honest with God, you begin to treasure him more. And your heart expands inside your chest. You begin letting go of those other treasures as you treasure God. See, I, I uh, back when I was in high school and a little bit in college, um, my parents had this room above their garage. And it was great because I could, uh, I could go up there and um, like no one would disturb me and I could close the door and play music and stuff. And so when I was in high school, I would, I would take CDs, um, which some of you guys don't know what that is, but that's fine. Um, it's like what music goes on. Uh, anyways, and so I would take these CDs, and they, and they were worship CDs, and I would play them over the speakers, and I would sing along to it, even though it was just me in the room, like as if it were here on a Thursday night. And I would sing to God, and I would treasure Him. And then, and then I would bring my Bible with me, and I would open up. Um, I would open up scripture, and it was like the words were leaping off the page as God was directly telling me how he felt about me. My heart grew inside of my chest as I treasured God. And then I would pray. And this may seem weird to some of you, but uh, like I'm, I'm crazy ADD, and so if I pray silently, some of you can do this, I can't. Like if I pray silently, it just doesn't work. Okay, uh, because like, I'm like, dear God, thank you so much for, wait, I think I was supposed to do something today. Was I supposed to pick up that and shiny? What's that over there? And like, I just, I just can't, I can't pray. And so I would go up in this room where no one could hear me and I would pray out loud. Like, I'm talking to you right now. I would say, God, um, God, this happened today. And I don't know why it happened because <laughs> like I specifically asked for that to not happen. And so I'm a little angry that you would do that to me. Um, but I want to follow you still. Even though, even though you kind of make me angry that you did that, could, could you like help me out and just show me why? And I would pray and I would talk to God honestly. And when I did that, man, my heart inside of me would grow as I treasured God more than anything else. Than anything else. And so the question for you tonight is how do you, how do you need to treasure God more? Because it's not, look, the, the treasures in your life cannot be removed. They must be replaced. So how can you treasure God more? Maybe for some of you, like you come in here on Thursdays and you sing these songs, but then you go home and you never sing them again until the next Thursday. So maybe, maybe for you, you need to go home and you need to download these songs. You need to actually like listen to the songs that we sing throughout the week. And instead of just waiting to Thursday to sing to God, you would sing to God maybe on a, just a random Tuesday or on a Monday. Or maybe, maybe for some of you, your way of treasuring God needs to be that you need to start reading Scripture, not just here, not just when we're all hanging out together, but at home. And look, if, 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 if you don't have a Bible of your own, and so you don't know how to, like, how to read Scripture, take, take one of these, like, please. Like, this is our gift to you if you don't have Bible. You can also download, uh, it's called Version. it's a Bible app, so you can look up anything in the Bible on your phone as well. But go home and read it, and treasure it. And look, if you don't know where to begin, do what I'm doing right now, read Psalms. Read about a guy who treasured God above everything else. Oh my gosh, he, uh, I was reading yesterday, 
um, Psalm 42, he said, as the deer pants for streams of water, my soul thirsts for you. <laughs> Man, that is, that's the prayer of someone who is treasuring God. And then after that, he says, man, when can I go and be with God? That was his question. When can I go? I want to go. I want to go and be with God. He was treasuring God. So maybe you need to go home and, and, and start reading Psalms. Or maybe, maybe there's some of you that you need to start praying and talking to God openly and honestly. And start telling him how you actually feel. And I promise if you do that, your heart will grow inside of you as you treasure God. Because nothing on this earth will satisfy. No treasure that you're holding on to. No relationship. No person. No group of friends. No game. No phone. No shoes. No nothing will satisfy. Because your heart was made to treasure the one who made it. So how will you treasure God? Let me pray for you. God, I... Uh, Man, I want to be like David, and I want to treasure you more. I want to be so in love with you that, I, that nothing else on earth matters. God, I believe. I believe that you are the only thing that can satisfy us. And so, God, would you awaken inside these students a love for you, that they would treasure you when they get home. They would listen to music. And they would sing to you. They would open scripture and they would, they would read your message to them. And then, and then they would talk to you, God. Would you give them the courage to talk to you, maybe even out loud. They would go in their rooms. They would like turn on a fan or something and just talk to you. And God, would you help them treasure you more? Because your love really is better than life. And we can be fully satisfied in you as with the marrow and fatness. God, you're the one that satisfies our hearts. So now as we sing, God, would you awaken our hearts to treasure you above everything else. In Jesus' name, amen.